0: Welcome to the Think Rural podcast, sponsored by the Texas Social Media Research Institute and the Rural Communication Institute at Tarleton State University. Here's today's episode.
1: Welcome to today's podcast, where we will talk about attracting and retaining rural providers and the number of doctors to residents in rural communities. My name is Esmeralda Juarez. Thank you for joining us. And if everybody could introduce themselves to this podcast, Hi, I'm Lauren Harris. Hello,
2: my name is Kendall Thompson.
1: Hi, my name is Jatara Taylor. And let's go ahead and jump into our questions for today. So, what are some benefits that medical professionals seek while applying for jobs?
3: Well, I think starting off is always pay. I mean, people want to be able to provide for themselves. And a lot of people do have student loans coming into the medical field, so they want to be able to provide for themselves and pay those off. So I think um, pay is also always going to be number one.
2: That's a really good point along with um, the supply and demand. So having enough um, clients or patients in the area is also really helpful for their business and for their job.
0: Also, um, you know, this is Dr. Edwards. A lot of medical professionals graduate from school and they've been in the books for a long time and reading and memorizing a lot of information. They also wanna be in a fun place where they can go out um, they can eat some good food, they can um, go meet new people who haven't as well.
4: And also, I I would say a lot of
5: times, oh, no, sorry, go ahead.
1: Okay, I guess I'll go ahead in that case. So I would say like uh, safety. People want to know that they're in a safe community, where the crime rate is not high. Well, I know for myself, I look for a place where uh, I know I would be safe.
4: Yeah, so I think everyone has this like
5: goal of, you know, what they want their life to be like when they go to medical school. And I think it's maybe like a false reality of what it's like to really be a healthcare worker. And I think more than anything, the last year has really shown us that um, there have pretty much been like no breaks. And I think um, that's important to realize is that you have to be ready to go all the time And I think that it's important that rural areas and rural residents get those same opportunities because cities like Dallas and Fort Worth have an overabundance of healthcare professionals, whether it's hospitals or doctors' offices or, you know, places to, you know, like dialysis treatment
4: offices, they have an overabundance of those areas, whereas rural areas.
1: So let's talk about more. What is the appeal? What would would make a a doctor come to a small town or community?
5: I'll go first. Um, I think that more than anything, the doctor would definitely need to have a love and appreciation for rural areas and rural residents, um, or better yet, for smaller cities and towns and not necessarily looking for just like big city. I think they would have to have an appreciation for that as a base to, you know, have a healthcare facility and love that area for sure.
4: I think
3: adding on to um, the pace of a small town or a rural area, some people don't want the big city life. Some people want the slower pace, the less traffic. Traffic in big major cities has um, gotten worse over the years since a lot of people have moved to major cities, especially in Texas, um, even for myself, I live 15 minutes from my job, but it takes me sometimes an hour to get home um, just with traffic. So I think the pace, maybe less traffic, being able to be, you know, run to your office, run to the hospital um, to meet your clients. um, Maybe some people will love the pace and they find that more attractive versus the city life.
2: There's also the point of Um, Maybe a a healthcare physician who has kids, maybe they want their kids to grow up in a small town with a smaller school. I know some people um, feel feel a type of way about um, big cities and big schools versus small school districts and where they want their kid to grow up. And our
1: next question is, If the goal of a healthcare professional is to provide service to people in need, why is there a shortage of healthcare professionals in rural areas? And I guess I could go ahead and answer that question. Um, I guess there's a shortage because there's no known jobs for rural communities. Like, There's not much communication in rural communities.
4: I will add on to that and also say it's maybe a disconnect. Um, maybe a lot of medical students aren't you know,
3: they're not shown that they're gonna have jobs in more rural areas um, in small towns. Maybe they're told you know go after the big city jobs it's better opportunities instead of um, having their horizon expanded to a more small town life and to be shown that there's more out there than just a big city job that you can go after some of these smaller towns. Um, cities and countries, counties um, that need healthcare professionals.
2: I wanted to add in um, the ratio of people. When there's less patients or clients, or however you want to look at them, um, um, they there are less in rural communities. So then there's going to be less. Um, there's going to be less accidents or um, just need for a healthcare physician, even though there is still going to be, you know, need for them. There would be um, less situations in which they would be needed, maybe in an emergency setting, especially, or um, just all around.
0: And also, this is Dr. Edwards. Uh... They, I've been following this for the past two years, but there's called this Health Service Corps, uh, Medical Health Service Corps, and basically the rural hospitals have to know about it and they have to opt in, and that means that the government helps recruit doctors to their rural areas, but the hospitals have to know about it beforehand. So that's another way, you know, to make sure that our rural hospitals, um, who are you know scraping at the bottom of the barrel sometimes to find um the best doctors um they need to know about opportunities that are available for their facility
4: now let's talk about your rural healthcare experiences um i this isn't
3: this didn't happen directly toward me um but my grandmother on my father's side lives in a small town um, in the state of Louisiana. And so when she has to go to the doctor, um, when I was down there, we would have to drive like an hour to just for her to go to a basic doctor's appointment. because um, that's where her doctor's at and I thought it was always crazy because my doctor is five minutes from my house. Um, but her, you know, she had to drive an hour in. She was in the hospital, sadly, last year with COVID, and she was located in a hospital that was hours away from my family. So communication between my family and the doctors was very hard. Um, her doctor also would change often, um, so just it was already a scary, you know, process because it's something that was new to everyone. But um, having a loved one in a hospital hours from you is it's hard to deal with, and you're not able to see them. So that was definitely a challenge that my family had to go through and overcome.
0: Also um, for us, my father was an a army veteran. And so, you know, his nearest VA was in um, Bossier City, which is Shreveport, Louisiana, speaking of Louisiana. And um, it's, it's crazy sometimes how you have to cross state lines to get from one area to another, to just receive, um, you know, healthcare service. And so um, I always thought, wouldn't it be great if there were, you know, people in the community who did like house calls, remember like you'd see those old uh, black and white TV shows and they would do house calls if, you know, somebody got sick or had a cold. I'm I'm like, wouldn't that be great? And now um, there is a nurse health practitioner or a nurse practitioner, in the community who does house calls, which I think is incredible for our elderly residents in rural areas. And they, they would know them by name, you know, and, and know their history and keep them accountable.
1: I know from where I'm from, a, a small town in North Carolina, our nearest hospital is about 30 minutes away and they don't treat trauma patients. So if you were involved in a car accident, it's like an hour and a half to get to a, a hospital that could treat you. And that could be tragic in some time. Okay, so to finish off our podcast, uh, does the number of resident doctors to residents matter? Should there be a mandatory number of doctors per, uh, per county?
5: I think that there needs to be... Um... Some type of regulation. I don't know if it's a bill or something that, you know, would, I guess, require doctors to go elsewhere and not just, you know, flood the beer
4: cities in Texas. I think that needs to be put in place for sure. I think um, the number of doctors to residents does matter. Um,
3: I would say I think the um, number of doctors to residents does matter because I feel like a doctor shouldn't be overworked with a load of patients, um, and a patient shouldn't have to wait or drive far to see a doctor. Um, It's benefits and costs to both sides. So I think they both need to be looked after. Um, and taken care of in that aspect, so I do believe that there should be a bill or something in place to um, help both sides of the party.
0: And just to throw a stat out there, and thank you, Lauren, for um, for highlighting, you know, the fact that we need to focus on the doctors and their well being, and also the patients and their well being, because you can't take care of someone else without taking care of yourself and making sure that you're okay. From the doctor's perspective as well um, and just to throw a stat out there uh, for you guys to think about there are 35 texas counties without a doctor in their county
4: what
2: do you guys think about that i think that's a crazy um statistic and number that Um, really needs to be changed. Like we need to have accessibility to everyone and they need to be able to get the healthcare that they need. So um, I think you were right, Lauren, that there should be something enforced to have people um, come to small communities and um, make it accessible to everyone.
3: I think it's a little scary to think that there's, you know, some places some people don't have access to a doctor like Growing up, I've always had access to healthcare professionals or pretty much anything I need, but I know family members and people who don't have it easy, and to think that there are some places who they have no one at all is very frightening. I know some cities and counties may think, oh, we don't have a lot of accidents, or oh, you know, things just don't happen like big cities, but I still don't, I don't believe that that should be a reason why you don't have someone in place just in case those things do happen, because we would never think that we would be in a pandemic, but we were, and so I would say never say, Never and have someone in place for things like that.
0: Also, just to throw this out there as well, Lauren, um, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head when you talked about like, hey, there there should be something that should happen. Um, I know that a lot of, um, I know that you said, oh, well, you know, I've always lived a certain, you know, within a certain mile radius of my doctor, but just think about this when you drive from um, your part of Texas to Louisiana, you're also passing through a lot of small towns on Interstate 20. And what scares me is, you know, if you get into an accident and I see them all of the time, unfortunately on interstate 20, you know, where is the nearest doctor from that accident? If that's one of those 35 counties without a healthcare provider. And that's so scary.
3: And it's such a good point because we have a five and a half hour drive from um, here to where my family lives. And just knowing it's woods and there's miles before, you know, your nearest town every time since I was a kid, I'm just like. Let's make it, let's make it, let us make it because it is scary. There are, you know, you barely see homes. Like everything is scattered out. It's trees for miles. And when you do see a city, um, it's like really small area, maybe a convenience store, a gas station, a couple of homes and just trees. Um, And so it's frightening. It is. And I never really try to think about like, oh gosh, what if something, you know,
4: does happen, but yeah, it's reality and it is scary to think. Okay, well, thank you all for tuning into our podcast. Please don't
3: forget to like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to tune in next week.